Welcome back to another episode, yet again, of the Diamond Download. And we both got haircuts just for this episode. So if you're not watching and you're just listening, definitely go to the YouTube version so you can see what we're rocking with. Because we both look dashing. How are you doing, Chase? Yeah, brother, you're looking fresh. Dude, things are good. Uh, we're recording this on a on a different day than normal, but it made today all that much better. What's going on with you? Oh, man, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm like moments away not moments but days away from picking up my new car so i'm very excited about that it's, just been, it's been a strange week but if i if i end up getting this thing on friday then it's gonna be the the best end to the week ever so congrats and that's the the bmw you told me about yesterday BMW m5 competition baby love it man so you might have to record an episode somehow in the in the car if you end up getting it you're in my garage just bought this new lamborghini here yeah, yeah exactly we'll, we'll pull out the ty lopez move exactly all right, let's get into it, bro. Um, so first one I had here is what are you investing in? So we've talked a little bit off camera about like stuff that you're putting money into. Sounds like it's working. Um, I'm curious to hear like, I mean, what can you share? What are you open to sharing about like kind of what your financial strategy is right now? Yeah, I think I called you on Sunday as I was driving to go golfing about like some of this stuff and telling you to get a financial advisor. Um, I'd say there's a couple of things. Like one is boring cash and finally move stuff from like a traditional quote unquote savings account to like a high yield savings account. So uh, one of the places I'm at pays like 4.65%. And then outside of that, that's where the bulk of my money is. Uh, I put about $50,000 into like a car wash. Um, so I own like a small percentage of a car wash. Um, I bought 50% of a website called Lose the Berry, which obviously you're familiar with. That was at the start of this year. So it's kind of more of like a digital asset. Um, I'm testing this thing out called Treasure. They have like this whole like managed income thing that pays like 8% allegedly. Um, looking at doing some like uh, commercial real estate deals, more like apartment style type stuff. Um, so I guess it's kind of residential, but like more kind of having commercial managers and whatnot. And we're looking at like an industrial property. Um, th- those are like the, the first things that come to mind. And, and I know for for you, and you kind of have my mind thinking about this too, like you have, is it three watches now? Yeah, my my uh, main asset class is watches. <laughs> <laughs> Cars and watches, right? I mean, yeah, dude. Oh, dude, that was one of the problems with this with this car is like the reason I didn't get approved right away is because the bank looked at my my numbers and they were like, dude, you're telling me that this 24-year-old kid is going to have $300,000 worth of cars and that's a good financial decision. Like we're not giving him any money. And so it was a pain in the ass to like get it done. But yes, no. So cars and watches pretty much. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and I know we talked a little bit I mean, right now, and then obviously on the other day about like the high yield savings account, like it just feels like right now in this market, like getting like four, four and a half or 5%, dude, it's just crazy. And then I also have some stuff called like I-bonds, which I locked in those uh, at the end of last year around, I think it was like eight or 9% for like the first six months. The only bummer there is you're capped with how much you can put in. You can only do like $10,000 per year per person. So Ooh. yeah, so like it wasn't an- enough. And then I... I have like 401ks, life insurance that I'm investing into. So I've got like a bunch bunch of different things. And then one other two is like really crazy. Like my wife's cousin does stock trading. Um, and his goal every week is to make like half a percent or a percent. And at the time when my father-in-law told me about this, I'm like, that doesn't sound like that much. But when I saw like the first year, he made my father-in-law 25 or 30%, which like over the course of the year, like that's huge. Like you're not going to make 25 or 30% any other way. So I've just been kind of placing a bunch of like small bets and all these different types of things, just seeing like 
what feels comfortable, what works, what doesn't work, and just keeping most of it in cash. I feel like most people I'm talking to have more cash on hand than they normally do. Okay, that makes me feel good because I am literally all cash. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard of a lot of like, dude, all cash. I I remember like I think this is two years ago, back when like the whole like GameStop thing was like a thing. You remember that? I like I didn't put any money in GameStop because by the time I heard of it, it was already too late. But like it inspired me to download Wealth Simple, which is like the Canadian like trading app. And I think I bought like two shares of Apple and maybe one share of like Microsoft. And it went down like 3% <laughs> for like a month. And I was like, never mind, bro. I just sold it. So like <laughs> I like I had no desire to like put any money into anything. I think I have like five thousand dollars worth of crypto that's now probably worth like two thousand dollars. And like, I, I've heard of a lot of creative ways to invest money, but like, I'm not doing any of them. Like, dude, there was this one time um, we were doing like a boat day or something like that, but it was like a demo day. And like, we were on there with the guys who like brokered it. And it was like these young kids. And this one kid was crushing it. He was doing like 10 million a year owning this like yacht chartering company. And so he was pretty liquid. And so he was doing this loan sharking thing. It was crazy. He said he was, he said, that he gave some dude a million dollars and somehow was like breaking kneecaps to turn it into 4% a week. I don't know if he was lying. Maybe if someone who's listening has like heard of this, I don't know if it's like a crypto thing or I don't know if it's literally just like underground crime, but like a million dollars, 4% a week, it's 40 grand a week that you're making off your, your lump sum, your, your initial, whatever. So yeah, I don't know if anyone has an idea like what I can do with money. Actually, you know what? I'll talk about the, the watch thing. So I, I don't think I talked about this in the pod, but I think I told you about like the, the new company, the company. Uh, which one? Yeah, I don't know. Hit me with it. Uh, I don't know if I did tell you this, but yeah, I mean, like my plan was to basically just like start an, like a a part of my overall like corporation called like Cardinals Watches or something stupid like that. And basically just buy my own watches from myself um, and then hold it in inventory and like just buy watches and then like come like anytime i like okay so i'll buy the watches and then i'll try and make like a couple grand profit a year just so i don't look sketchy but like i can basically just take like 50 to 100 grand a month buy a bunch of watches that i think are cool i can wear them and i can sell them once i want to get rid of them and stuff like that but i can basically just use the the llc as like a holding company and just like keep all of my inventory in there and then just not pay taxes on that uh-uh Interesting. I have no idea. I'm not smart enough to know any of that, but that sounds interesting. Um, it's far yeah, along. I don't know. I Hopefully it's fine, but let's keep it going. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, dude, there's a big like media company called like Adonfi or something. I don't know. I might be mispronouncing it. Have you seen them? They're like reviewing. Um, All right, we're, we're back. Before we jump back in, my least favorite thing about living in an apartment building is that they can do that and disrupt my zen and my privacy. Dude, for a year, I was living in a house and it was like I was shut off from the world. I was obviously in like a suburb, but I was living in my own four walls. No one could come in. There was no one who could be like, this is the fire department. Like, dude, I don't need to hear from this guy. The speaker obviously works. The speaker works. Why are we doing this? 
I need to get out of here. I need to live in the, I need to live in the country. I need to have a farm. I need to have cows and crops and a runway so I can take a plane and leave what I want. Sorry. I had to get that off my chest. Yeah, no worries. For those that are listening, we had a pause and we're back because there was a fire alarm test in his building. So um, I, I was briefly talking about, I think like this company called like, it's like a media company, but it's called like Hodonkee. Have you, have you seen or heard of them? Hodonkee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably how you say it. Um, and they just review, or they started as like a media company, just in a newsletter reviewing watches. And now, dude, I think they do like nine figures a year of transactions. I don't know like what they keep. I don't know how their business model works, but from what I understand, like they're the source now for folks our age to understand and buy and learn about watches. So pretty cool. From what I understand, I mean, like the media thing is probably all profit. You know what I mean? Like just crushing. Yeah. Um, but in terms of watches, like, dude, like a lot of these, like a lot of these watch sellers, like are not making a ton of money. Like they're making 8% on every watch, if that. Interesting. Um, so like some of them are crushing it, but it's usually people that have a community attached to it. Or like, for example, my guy that I get everything from has like a big Instagram and like everyone loves him. And so he can basically just like post a picture of the watch on Instagram and have like three or four buyers like ready to go, like within minutes. Um, Vukum is on TikTok. You know, I don't know if you know who that is. He's like this kid that runs around New York City and just like sells watches out of backpacks. Like super interesting kid, <laughs> really funny, really good at content. Um, and so yeah, I mean, like there's definitely like there's definitely some some like there's a market for it. Like I love watches. Yes. I think a lot of people our age that are getting into it now. Yeah, it's so interesting. I've got a bunch of buddies that are also talking about it too, where I'm like kind of having some FOMO, like, well, what do I do? Um, so I've started kind of doing some research of like, I don't know, some like waterproof watches and whatnot. And I'm, I'm early in the journey. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, this, this was a good one. What was the next topic? Make me a deal. I know this is totally off topic. This has nothing to do with investing. But if we hit a million a month, will you buy a Rolex? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> next topic was proudest moment in business. So we kind of touched on this, like we talked a lot, like we had our little nostalgia hit last week where we were talking about Q4 2022 and how it was the best time ever. And I agree it was, but this is more along the lines of like something that makes you go like, damn, like that it's just like a really feel good moment. It could be a thing that you did for yourself, like something that you overcame, something for your team, maybe, or maybe something you did for for someone else, like where you kind of just like made a connection and turned into something really cool. Yeah, I think there's like three things that come to mind for me. Like one is at the agency, like being able to be removed. And lately, just we have a channel on Slack where we see like proposals go out and contracts being signed. Just now seeing that like other people can like sell and close like outside of just mine and Shackleford's network is like the coolest thing. Like, you know, the the operations is dialed in. The sales, like we bring in a lot of leads still ourselves. But just the fact that like, this is like a pretty well-oiled machine now that like, we put a lot of like blood, sweat and tears into for the last like five plus years. And now it's like more or less self-sufficient. Like it's like almost, I have two kids. It's almost like having a kid and it's like, you're sending them off into like college. And it's like, you did it. You got in, you're now self-sufficient. You're now off the payroll, like go good luck. Right. That yeah. kind of thing. Or maybe when they're graduating, I think that's one, two is like, and I'm not just saying this cause you're here, but like seeing your transformation and your evolution of like, just a kid that worked at a restaurant on Twitter that had a lot of potential to working for us. And now, dude, you're crushing it on a business that we own. We're doing a podcast. That's super cool. And in the same vein, like we were just talking about this before, like I've got three younger brothers and two of my younger brothers, like 
do work kind of with me with their own businesses. One does email marketing, one does recruiting. And they were over last night and just talking to them about the numbers that they're doing and kind of the life that they've built as a result of like me helping them. And again, it's all due to their hard work and kind of perseverance and persistence. But I think that's the coolest thing. It's just like being able to be a small part in the launch pad of like people that I really care about, uh, family, friends, wh- whoever, that, that those are like three of the first ones that come to mind. Wh- what about you? That's dope, man. First of all, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, you've been, in, you've been like, I, and that inspired me to do something similar. Like I remember like the feeling of being like, feeling like, all right, this dude who's like sort of like a Titan has got my back. Like that feels good. And so like, there's a couple of people right now, like obviously like with the inner circle and stuff like that, there's people that are getting gigs all the time, but like people that I'm really working in the trenches with, like talking to pretty much every day, there's like probably three or four people. And like, dude, that there's nothing better than that. I think. And with your own brother, like your own brother's had a major come up over the last six to 12 months. Oh, you know, obviously partially through his own grit and determination, but also through, you know, you have to take some credit. Like you showed him the ropes and got him started and it's up to him to kind of sustain. So that's, that's really, cool. it's so cool to help family and friends and it's cool to help you. And then now you're doing it with other people and then hopefully they do it. And it's just like this cycle and this evolution, like we keep leveling up and getting better and leaving, I don't know, the world a little bit better than when we got here. hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Like a rising tide lifts all boats. I think yes. that's what they said. Yes. And yeah, I mean, you're right. Like I, I did help Griff get going, but I mean, dude, like he's teaching me stuff now. Like we, we went out for dinner. I've been, since I've been back to Canada, we've hung out like every single night. And so, so I, cool. we were like driving around just like in the, in the back roads over there, just talking about like marketing and stuff like that. Just talking about copy ABA, talking about everything that we're doing. And like, he's, he's like, he's really, really come a long way. Um, Cause before that, like he was just a kid working in a vape shop that had potential. Sure. And he started working with, you know, some people that we know, and then like now yeah. he's doing his own thing and now he's kind of back working with me again, building stuff. And yeah, like that really is cool. And that's kind of part of what I was going to say too. Like my, I guess, proudest moment, like I have a bunch too, but I think like there's something really special about having like a bunch of people that are all invested in a thing that you own. Like, so, okay. So I was thinking about this last night with Kavi MBA, we have like six or seven people. So it's like, is you, me, Ben, Julian, Abby, my girl, Allie, and Griff. So that's seven. Yeah. That like, all put in like a substantial amount of like mental and like physical energy into this business. And it's insane like what can get done when you have all those minds working together. And you probably felt like that early in the days of the agency when it was like yeah. just like senior level people where it was like, you know, like just almost like stakeholders where like they're all in it with you and they're all thinking about how can we grow together? Yes. That's just a really cool feeling, especially when it's something that you kind of orchestrated. So that for me right now, at least recently in the last like 48 hours is probably the most exciting thing. Most like, I guess, fulfilling or most proud thing. So. Heck yeah. I love it. No, man. Um, All right. We're flying through these. Um, I had, so I put favorite marketer in here and like, this could be someone that you know, it could be someone that you've worked with, or it could just be yeah. someone that you, that's kind of been like legacy, like been around for a, a while. I'm curious to see like what you kind of do with just that one small prompt, like what you think of first. Yeah, there's been uh, actually two people that I've been kind of impressed by. Um, one is Justin Welsh. He's like a big guy on LinkedIn. He crushed it also on Twitter, crushes on his newsletter. And then it's this guy named Matt Gray. You, you know, Justin, do you know Matt Gray also? 
I was actually intro to Matt Gray. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, I never, I've actually, I've interviewed Justin. So we've spoke, I guess, on video, never spoke with video on video on a phone call with Matt. We DM most days. I've been really impressed by like how quickly they've grown and like how strong their following is. Um, and just how much they've been able to do while being really lean. Like Justin's whole thing is like solopreneur. So from what I understand, it's just him. Maybe he has some contractors, some writers. I, I don't really know what his org chart is. But for the most part, like he's a team of one. And just seeing like what he's been able to put up on LinkedIn and then replicate that same thing on, on Twitter. I've uh, been really impressed because I think most of the people I, I'm like looking at right now are folks like myself that are building on, in particular, like Twitter, LinkedIn newsletters. Uh, and, and those guys are just crushing. Like they, they probably started before me, but their just velocity is insane. So I think those two guys have been pretty impressive. Who, who, who do you look at? Or what do you think? It's, it, um, it's interesting that you chose two like social media guys. So like, those are like your boys, like pretty much like you, you talk to them, you know, of them. Is there anybody who's like, maybe on like billionaire status that you think is, is really cool. Who's kind of like outside of our world that you know of, or that comes to mind. No, no billionaires at this moment. Um, I mean, I think like what the guys from like my first million have done, I don't know them personally. I follow a few of them on social. They follow me too, but. Um, they follow you back? Uh, Sean, Sean follows me personally. Like I follow him and, and then uh, Sam follows my copywriting account. So. No way, bro. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm like not friends with them, but from a distance got a lot of respect and just like what they've done. Podcasts are really hard to grow and they've grown their podcast to be like the podcast, in my opinion, in our space. So I, no, no billionaires are super rich people. Obviously they're very successful, all those guys, but those are, those are the main ones that come to mind. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, like there, there's so many like good marketers, like in our space that you could think of. My brain instantly goes to like content guys. Like, uh, like we just talked about Bookum. I think like, Okay, so I you probably haven't watched any of his videos, and I don't know if anyone watching this has seen any of his stuff, but like, dude, he's so good at like taking a thing that he's monetizing already and making really, really engaging content on the front end. So like he's making money selling watches. He has like a, a WhatsApp chat or a Telegram chat where you can like join and and buy stuff from him. But the the videos that are sort of top of funnel for him are so entertaining. Like it's literally just him filming negotiations with other parties. And he's got a hell of a personality and like you like, you start to learn all these other characters. And so I don't know if he did this himself or if this is someone else's idea, but the way that he's been able to like market his personal brand through these types of videos is just so interesting to me. And I'm trying to figure out how I can do the same thing because I'm starting to get bored of like, like I imagine that people are probably bored of just seeing videos of me just talking on TikTok. I want to start doing some, some more like lifestyle stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. And you're doing cool stuff. I mean, you're living in Miami. You've got a residence in both Canada and Miami doing all this car stuff. Like, I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff that you're doing that you should just talk about. Right. Um, one of the person I didn't think about till now, but is, uh, do you know, Sahel Bloom? I don't know him personally, but seeing this stuff, he, he's kind of become the guy in my opinion where like, it doesn't matter what he says, it goes viral. Like he can say probably something ridiculous and people just like him so much. And he's been spilt so much goodwill that he goes viral. I feel like a lot of us have to like try hard and create like very, 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 very good content to go viral. And his content's very good. I'm not knocking that, but I feel like he could say anything at this point and go viral. So I'm I'm definitely jealous and envious of that. Yeah. He's the only thread boy that I can actually stand. Yeah. You know, all these other thread boys just out here like, here are seven ways AI can productize your business. Like, dude, shut up. 
Um, yeah, no, he crushes. He's actually got some really interesting content too. Like he's like, I actually read the stuff he writes, which is, which is cool, but my speaker might turn on again. So if that happens, then we're just going to try and fight through it. But the last thing I was going to say was Logan Paul, I think is like just a really, really good marketer. He's just like a natural. He's one of those people where it's just like, I think he's honestly just born with it. Like his ability to get attention. He's been consistently doing it very, very well for what, like eight years now. Oh wait, no. Since 2016, I think is when he started going on Vine. Yeah. Maybe before that, I think 2015. So yeah, like eight years, bro, almost a decade. This kid's like 28 or 29 and he's just accomplished so much. And it makes me kind of feel like shit because I'm like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like he was huge on Vine. He was huge on YouTube. He's got a massive podcast. He's he's in, you know, he's got a, a like a nine figure like drink company, which I love. I actually usually have a first time. I need to go get some. And now he's in the WWE. Like he's he's just so multifaceted. And it just seems like no matter what he does, he's able to drive and generate so much attention, which I like, if you really think about it, is really, really, really hard to do for you know even more than two years for most people, like to be at that level and maintain it and not fall out of revel, uh, relevance. So I think that's amazing. He's one of my, yeah, I think there's a very few people can, that can do that many things well, right? Because there's such different skill sets. Like attention, I think is the similar skill set, but like actually being good, like the WWE, you know, say what you want about it. But like, dude, he's in great shape. Like doing all those things isn't easy. Like he's gotten hurt and come back from like injuries. Like that's really hard you know, understanding like enough about business and the company and whatnot, and, you know, doing that's very different than like just being a creator that's getting advertising revenue. So yeah, obviously people have certain opinions about him, you know, personally, but as like a creator, as an influencer, as someone that's just being able to do so many things, it's definitely impressive. I personally don't like him. Like, I don't think he's a very likable guy. Um, but you can't knock the fact that he's extremely smart, extremely talented, and probably just outworks literally everyone. But on the topic of WWE, like Vince McMahon is up there as one of the greatest marketers of all time as well. Um, one of my favorite copywriters um, talks about how like Vince McMahon is like, he's been able to basically turn a soap opera into a thing that like millions of men per week watch. And like, it's, it's crazy. Like how they just drawn out stories, storylines from, 20 years ago, like the fact that Undertaker was in so many different storylines, you know, Undertaker, were you at WWE? Yeah. I've been to like a couple of shows. Dude, it's crazy. It's really fun. Um, yeah, like, it, wow. yeah, it's interesting. Like on that note, like to have something that transcends like generations, like stuff that like, you know, our parents also can relate to and follow the storyline of like that, that, like that unification, that bonding is really cool. Right. I'm not a huge WWE guy. I don't love it. Don't hate it. Like, you know, I respect it. Um, but like to be able to have like that relatability that like I can talk about my, my dad with, and probably even my grandpa with where they understand it and they get it. And like, that's their thing where like UFC is more like our thing, right. Cause it's like younger, more hip, newer. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool for sure. Yeah. I mean, WWE is like for kids now, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I, it's still very entertaining. Like I fully know it's fake. I was watching it with my girl when my girl was here and I was like, we were, we were staring at it and I was watching WWE and she was like, you know, this is like fake, right? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> I know it's fake. Like I fully understand it's fake. Um, yeah. So and then I booked a flight and I just sent her home and I haven't talked to her since. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It was all because of that. Anyway. Um, yeah. This, I think this is a good place to wrap it. <laughs> yeah. Let's wrap here. You want to do the sign off? Uh, sure, man. Um, 
Twitter and TikTok at Cardinal Mason. Um, Twitter for my friend Chase here is Ecom Chase Diamond, no way in Diamond, and then I'm <laughs> Chase Diamond on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Diamond Download. We'll see you next week. Cheers, Mace.